Lisa's Blood Glucose Diary. Binged. One half chocolate banana. One third vegan apple nut pastry. Pita chips. About ten to twelve. Sheila's Workday. Taste testing french fries at seven restaurants. On a postcard perfect June afternoon, green hills going gold, I am driving around Silicon Valley to sample french fries. It is my job. In another universe, my daughter Lisa records each bite she takes in her blood glucose diary, a booklet from her nutritionist. She is frantic about veering from anorexia to binge eating. We don't understand each other at all. As the restaurant critic of the San Jose Mercury News, I had noticed French fries popping up on high-end menus, many more than the three instances needed to call it a trend. Was it merely another cheap thrill that posh restaurants could overcharge for? Or were these frites really that much better than at McDonald's? After all, no less an authority than James Beard, the dear leader of foodies everywhere, had approved of McDonald's fries. Food reporting's serious aspects concerned safety, fraud, and consumer protection, but this story was just fun. It was also an escape. While I was out judging America's favorite vegetable for flavor, texture, and price, my daughter was home, starving herself. Lisa spent much of her 19th year in her room, like a child being punished. Her struggles with anorexia and bulimia had become apparent two years earlier, in 2001, starting with an interest in diet, nutrition, and exercise that was healthful before going very wrong. Lisa grew up with a lusty appreciation of food. My husband Ned is an excellent cook. When we get together with friends, it's in a kitchen or a restaurant. Our vacations are food pilgrimages. Food to us is home, health, family, fantasy, entertainment, education, and employment. Heart disease in the family, yes. Anorexia, never. And bulimia? What was that? We had experienced none of the common triggers often associated with eating disorders. Divorce, death, job loss, sexual abuse. As for the anorexic family stereotype, domineering mother, distant father, perfectionist daughter, um, no. We come closer to the opposite. Quietly supportive mother, loving father who cries easily, creatively disorganized daughter. We forced the kids to visit distant relatives and to write thank you notes, but when they tired of piano lessons and soccer, we didn't argue about jeopardizing Ivy League prospects. After a very bad senior year in high school, Lisa got well enough to go to college in the fall of 2003. There, she soon relapsed, but came out of it and had three pretty good years before crashing in an even worse way, just shy of graduation. As we write this book, Lisa is 24, coming back to life, and again we all have hope.